Yeah. Yeah, you. It puts you out of your element. You like you're not used to talking with headphones on unless you are used to talking with them on. Yeah, yeah, and even then, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, why do I have to have things like on my face? Yeah, I'm talking to somebody. Um, so you probably want to bring the mic just up a little bit. Yeah, you want to keep it within four to six inches yep. of your face, approximately. But like two is also fine or whatever. It's cardio mic, so cardio mics are dope because any background noise kind of gets faded out, and if you talk into it, it's like, right? So it's like. This is just like a podcast thing. Um, yeah, I love these. We have a few of these here. I'm sure, Mike's going to have a few of these. Yeah, if, if our reality didn't feel dystopian, sci-fi, like sci-fi dystopian flick enough, we have to go ahead and have a pandemic. All right, guys, just bring the fucking aliens already. Here in L.A., it was a literal apocalyptic scene where we had wildfires that happened at the same time. And so the sky was orange, ash was falling from the sky, the streets were empty. It was fucking Damn, cool. bro, that's like poetic, actually. It was cool. It's actually like a poetic thing, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just not in the headphones because, like, if I went, I went to the the L.A. the Phil, L.A. Phil Harmonic, Walt Disney uh, venue. Yeah, and it was like, I guess they just reopened back up and they had like a Mozart rendition from yeah from this modern orchestra, this contemporary orchestra, Metha is what it's called. Hmm, Metha, I know I say it with like Spanish list. And they're like, okay, so first they're like, okay, you have to have your ID. You have to be when I'm buying the ticket, okay, oh, ID. I have proof of vaccination. Okay, proof of vaccination. So then I go and I get them like, oh no, you need a like a, a photo ID. I'm like, I need a photo ID. Like, you think I just stole someone's phone and I've got like my vax card and my credit card like name and everything's my name, but I just like stole it so I could go to this like fucking Mozart cover <laughs> at the LA Phil. Anyways, they're like, what? I'm like, whatever. So finally, they're like, fine, it's fine. You don't need a photo ID. Just go ahead. And then I get to the main door, and they're like, oh, where's your mask? I'm like, mask? Like, didn't we literally just have to show, like, multi-vaccinations and ID? <laughs> like, like, are we really still there? Like, I know people that have left Los Angeles over these things. Bro, so if I go to a show, and they're like, oh, you got to put on these headphones? I'm like, so it's our heads, dude. We should be, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. your face, dude, right? You never have to put anything on any part of your body that you don't, right? Like someone else is going to make a rule that says you have to put something on your body. You should have to put these, shouldn't have to put these clothes on, to be honest. Like literally. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but if I'm spreading, you know, life-ending diseases because I'm not putting clothes on, that's a little bit of a different story. Yes, yes, yes. If I caught AIDS... Remotely from your penis, exactly. I would be very upset. Right. That would be completely. It would be personal, awkward. It would be awkward if I saw you again. Yeah. I'd be like, "Wait a second, if, if, I remember you." <laughs> huh. That party? No. Right. So I mean, that's the same thing with the headphones. Like, don't, don't tell me. I mean, and people left. I think a lot of people left. It wasn't just that singular action, but what it sort of represented, right? Like the sort of sense of someone else is going to tell yeah. you and i i think i mean as for me it's beyond pandemic it's just beyond mass yeah. it goes well the mechanical reason is to avoid feedback right from 
from the output of what you would be hearing for like oh you're talking about headphones if you're doing not like, mass um, now like an online podcast yeah. so uh, the last podcast i did was online and they required headphones which makes sense because you'd be then listening through speakers and that might cause feedback but if you're in person then that doesn't really make sense well also it's easy to get distracted by your own voice yeah i know it sounds pretty good mm. <laughs> It sounds pretty good. I mean, audio is definitely a medium. Can we can we get? I mean, you're kind of an NFT guy or not? Is that like you're more of a crypto dude? I am all things. Yeah, I, so, I was I was there when the protocol was created. The protocol. Yeah. Is that T H E or T H E E? I mean, is it the protocol or the protocol? Is that the same thing? Yeah, I mean, it evolved a little bit, but yeah, the very first time an NFT was ever uttered, I was Ye in the same room. So you're like an NFT godfather. I'm the crypto godfather. You're general. the crypto godfather? I've been around. Yeah. Jeez, bro. Yeah, yeah. Just you and Francis Ford, Francis Ford Coppola. This is going to be Smoke, godfather. Smoking cigars and, yeah, <laughs> semi-automatic weapons. It'll, it'll be godfather part four. <laughs> right. I guess uh, as long as it's better than Matrix part four, because that was, I was, you know what? It's almost seemed like. The originals were so good and like so on point of what's happened that they're like, we got to make something that's completely fictional and not possible and like the opposite of letting people think and right. And they just because it wasn't with the Wachovi brothers, right? It wasn't the Wachovi brothers. It was like some random new director. Didn't they use the Michael Bay? Michael no, Bay? No, it felt like a Michael Bay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Felt like a Michael Bay movie. Michael Bay was really tired. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll make this, but I'm really not feeling it. Yeah, let's just put it in a computer. <laughs> let's make a bunch of graphic artists do the entire movie. Right. Basically, and just like we don't need a plot because, you know, who would yeah. want to like think about things? Yeah, yeah. Computer story and then computer graphics. People happy. You know what though, <laughs> Neo. I mean, in general, and until they get bored, which is after like two months, and you have to put out better rendered graphics because people get jaded, like super, like the whole collective, yeah. like first world, basically has like ADD for all things that they possess. That scene, <laughs> like, that scene where Neo fights, like forty, like, this 40 is, uh, Mr. Andersons, that just pissed people off. That, oh, that scene went down in like history as like one of the worst scenes in in film. I bet he was actually like a good program. I bet Mr. Anderson, I mean, because Mr. Anderson is just a program, right? So Mr. Anderson is not bad or good. Yeah, he's the thing that Elon Musk fears. Which is interesting because Elon's is also progressing that future. Like he's not, he's not like so technology I'll, I'll, will rule. I'll put that, right. The, the perspective, <laughs> and I'm going to prevent it from ruling. He's just Elon, like. Elon Musk is literally afraid of a bad scene in Matrix. You think? It's a fucking idiot. You think he's scared? He he's so scared. He went to Congress. He went to our political representatives to try and tell them that they should be doing something about artificial intelligence. But he's also like progressing the field of artificial intelligence. He doesn't know how to do any of that. Regardless, he's still progressing the field because he's bringing well, he together. He can throw money into it, sure. Yeah. And he's bringing together different people that are collaborating on different projects. Like so, that and it's not is anti another, AI. Another, another facet of his brilliance that he doesn't even understand that he's destroying. He's he's, he's creating the own the very thing, the that, thing that he's he afraid fears. Of, right? Yeah, yeah. It's poetic, actually. He's poetically idiotic. So would that mean you? Sure. But you don't fear NFTs, right? Uh, 
No, like you create. You've created it. This I don't. I don't fear anything computer related. So like computers. Computers are till. Do you, do you fear the pen that you use? To I write don't fear on the paper? Reaper. No, do, do you, I? Yeah. No, do I actually have no fear of anything. Do you, do you fear the microphone you're talking into right now? No, I, I actually do fear like really uncomfortable physical pain. Of course. Like I don't like that. Yeah, that's human. <laughs> I'm really not into like. We should all fear death as well, right? Well, I mean, well, we death shouldn't. is. We shouldn't no. fear it. We well, should, here's we the deal, dude. You know, learn to to fear something that is inevitable yeah, is right. subscribing yourself to a personal life of doom and dread. Yeah, I think the which ma- is the not necessary. We could get into you know the existentials of you know the materialism and and our existence. Like know. it is your mind and everybody else's mind to do what they want, wish with it, right? Like it's your mind. You, you can f- fear or love or whatever with it, right? So Absolutely. to to. And it's a common fear, like death. Oh my God, I don't want to die. Right? And it's like, dude, like that's the one thing it's that's a, happening think, to all right. of us. So why would you fear that one thing? You got to make peace with that. Like, there's like, yeah, a, a need for our brains to make things permanent, or, or you know, something that is, I don't know, innately like surrounding us that we feel like things have to be permanent. And the reality is like we are, you know, one with the universe, and the universe is like this infinite thing. We can't even define infinity. And that's like the beautiful part of life. Once you kind of realize that things are infinite, uh, there is no beginning or end. It's a it's a circle. That I think gives you comfort. Ones and zeros, <laughs> circles like zeros, but zeros aren't really circles, right? They're like zeros are like O's. Z- 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 no, zeros are like ovals, almost, right? Yeah, an O, an O is a per- well, I know. perfect well, circle. Often, how yeah. often do you see like a, a totally <laughs> s- perfect symmetrically circled zero, right? Uh, they, usually O's. Did you know that there was a challenge uh, in like the 1500s or so? Um, kings put out a bounty to try to draw the perfect circle. It's actually a oh, wait a bounty or an award or a reward? like an award? Yeah, like they. Because bounty would, is like trying to like put a hit out on the perfect circle. Like, yo, we got a bounty out on Circle. Yeah. We the kings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a bounty. Mount up, nice. To it. But right, the idea is How that many gold they, uh, shillings for that Circle? They wanted a perfect Circle to be drawn, which is like a very hard thing to do by hand. And uh, like mathematicians got onto the problem. Yeah, well, in freehand. So so how many Circles does it take to get to the center? Uh, <laughs> a tootsie roll. A tootsie roll, right. Pop. <laughs> Three, obviously. <laughs> Uh, three, but I thought it's only ones and zeros, bro. That's an interesting uh, thing that somebody brought up today. Is was it really only ones and zeros? Somebody, somebody brought up the importance of three, right? So you can technically build everything on ones and zeros. You know, ones and zeros give you enough. All code, right? It gives you enough difference in the universe to build things. But then, like, somebody brought up the importance of three, and I was, I was thinking about that today. This actually came up today. Um, you know, what is the actual importance of three? Like, I can think of a few places where it becomes important, but it's only in the human world. The universe itself is made up of zeros and ones. Um, but in the human world, three becomes important. Um, and this is something that is uh, related to, uh, to DAOs and to democracy and voting, right? So we're going to talk about collusion for a second. Um, Whenever two people decide to do an interaction, like I will pay you to do something, or you and I will agree to do something together. We will um, have 
uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, an agreement to like do anything like you and I can any, make, we can any barter. physical action. We can barter together and make, you know, clear. So any interaction in the physical world, we can make a clear arrangement together. Exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's, I believe we can make a clear arrangement. Exactly. We can make a contract. <laughs> we can say I do something, a, but not, but not a smart contract. This works, but it would be a smart contract, but you don't like the name. Can we call it's it a bit smart pretend- contract? It's a bit pretentious. Can we what, just call what's it for the so, sake what's of so fucking smart about it? But, but anyway. we, who, for the sake of conversation, we call it smart contract. Of course, of course, right. we'll need to. Okay, so you got this. You got culture. you got this but deal. Once you add a third person, the the thing that happens is collusion, right? And so this is where uh. where voting starts to break down. If two people are working just to make a deal together, it's very easy because I am self interested, you are self interested, and obviously we'll be able to come to our own. Uh, game theoretics yes, together. Yes, you have but what I want, I have what you want. If you introduce the third person to the party, now democracy starts to break down. Collusion. Exactly. You might work with that third person, and now we have problems. Well, wouldn't actually th- a third person, it would be the ultimate democracy, because it, it, it would always be two to one if there was a d- disagreement. So it's the simplest form of democratic vote. Well, yeah, I mean, especially if I'm on the side of, you know, you the guy want, I made the right. side deal with. If you want, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think it starts to get into what is democracy, right? Like, you know, if without a split decision or without something to break a split decision is not democracy, right? This is just the binary choice between you and I. But whenever we have to deal with, um, you know, coming to a third party and having, you know, obviously more than a third party, having multiple people that need to work together on a, on a problem. Then we're starting to think about, you know, things that are beyond binary. And that's a very human thing. It's an important thing to have to think Wait, about. Can as you well. integrate three into code? What do you mean by that? Isn't code just ones and zeros? You, yes and code? no. I mean. But, but there's no three. There's no number three. Everything can be broken down to zeros and ones, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, it gets more, you know, complicated whenever you're writing actual code, but... You know, these are called Boolean circuits, you know, zero and one, yes or no, true or false. Yeah, everything. Binary. Yeah, so everything on the technical level of Would you life, say it's all binary? Everything is binary on the technical level And what was level the other word? Life. But on the human level of no, life. What was the other B word that. you said? You said another B word. Boolean. Boolean. Boolean means true or false. Yeah. Which is essentially binary. Exactly. Right. Okay. Right. Bull- it's a difficult pronunciation. Sounds like bullion. I'm like like chicken bullion. Yeah, it's the same one as what pirate bounties. You know the bullion. Yeah, right. The bullion. Pi- gold, right? What did you say? Did you say bullion? Yeah, bullion. Yeah, bullion. Yeah, same, same word as pirate gold. Yes, yeah. bullion. Yes, yes. But B O U L L I O N bullion. Uh, for computer science, it's B O O L. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, it's um, but it has essentially the same meaning, or is that just like a phonetic reference when you say it's bullion? Oh, it's phonetic like reference. No, okay, totally okay. Different meanings. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was like, oh, it's like the treasure. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Yeah, it's it's uh, like bullion, like tr- pirates gold. These codes, I tell you, Bitcoin gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, you start studying truth tables whenever you start doing a bit of uh, statistics and mathematics and computer science. Yeah. True, like. I guess like treasure treasure hunts and things like that might be interesting with Web3 in a way that are like... We thought about doing something kind of like that here in the factory. We thought about putting like AR NFTs throughout the space that you could find. And that would be the bullion. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That, that, is, that pirate booty. That pirate booty. Yeah. 
Bro, no, seriously, that that Doge, that Doge McLaren. Made you think, right? Yes. You're worried now. No, I don't worry about any. Dude, I'm so like, I don't care if I even, I don't care, bro, about anything. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I just, I really don't. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't worry. I, I want to say like looking around NFT LA, you know, made me worry, but like, what am I worried about? Like, am I worried about the NFT space? Like, no, I'm not really necessarily worried about yeah. these people that are grifting on to a really important idea. Like I worry about everybody. I care about everybody, but like, if you're just actively abusing an idea, that's really awesome. You know, like I, I, I'm not worried about that. So is like, I mean, those, I know this is a superficial like representation but is like a doge coin wallpapered lambo excuse me mclaren is I mean, that like thing that like, you know that, that i know that seems a little grifty but because doge is not, not supposed to be anything serious so so it's okay because it's already in the yeah. land of absurd exactly right exactly do you know what happened with doge like when doge we can just we could but so Doge had a race car, first of all. Yeah, exactly. Doge pulled the race card? <laughs> or Doge had a race car? I'm trying to think of something interesting with Doge pulled the race card. But no, yeah, Doge had a race car. It was one of the, like, it was one of the stories of the early crypto space. Was it McLaren? Uh, no, it was like a NASCAR. A oh, NASCAR oh they sp sponsored yeah, a NASCAR So in the early days, car. yeah, exactly. In the early days of crypto. The was, very, it, was it wallpapered with... Yeah, was emblem with absolutely. Them? Yeah, the Maybe first story was... in crypto was somebody bought a pizza with crypto, and they were like, "This thing's crazy. People can buy pizza with crypto." And yeah, did the, that guy save his bitcoins? The story was he's yeah, he paid like ten bitcoin or something. No, for, no, no, for ten thousand bitcoin. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I, a massive I, amount of I, I never followed up. Like, did the pizza man keep those coins? That's a good question. Because I bet he's not slinging pizza, pizza just, anymore. With his, yeah, building startups now and NFTs, and, and, and he's probably in FTLA with some. I don't. Some all I know is whoever's given yeah. twenty thousand bitcoins for a pizza is definitely at least close to Santoshi. Yeah. It's like if he's not in part of the quad crew, he's like yeah. So that right that, there. that wasn't he Ukrainian? The person that created Doge? No, no, the guy that gave the twenty thousand uh, bitcoins to the for the pizza because we bought two not pizzas. Sure. It was ten thousand each. Not sure, but I'll tell like, you, oh, ten thousand for that. Oh, I'll, I'll take that. The, the creator of Doge is uh, somebody that was living in their parents' basement in some Midwest state. I think Iowa, Ohio, something like that. I think his name is Jackson Palmer. And uh, it was the Doge wrapped car, NASCAR, was one of those things that were like, you know, Bitcoin and the crypto is starting to reach mainstream. It was one of those early kind of signals that was like, whoa, this thing is for the first time in people's eyes. Fuck, now crypto.com's got the entire arena. They got, they stole, yeah. They stole Do you remember what was called? This, is, this is how fast. Things change. This is like the evolution of our civilization in hyperspeed. I was like, do you realize yeah. what it was called before it was called crypto.com arena, right? Of course. We live in LA. Right. Yeah. Staples Center. When was the Another last company. fucking time yeah. you even saw Staples? It's true. That shit is like, how do they go away so quietly? They were just like. It's one of those things that, that makes you. That was definitely a whimper, not a roar. There, There is Staples. actually like a very interesting kind of thing to think about with. You know, Staples was clearly a company, you know, companies can buy things and, you know, crypto is inherently people's sovereignty. It's not a company and yet it's being treated like Staples. And it makes you wonder, it's like, does that mean that crypto can just disappear one day? It can disappear like Staples disappear? Like it can't. Crypto.com will obviously disappear. 
but crypto itself won't. Hold on, we got a guest question. Do you know, did Crypto.com actually pay for the sponsorship partially in crypto or was it all cash? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm genuinely like... Yeah, I'm, we'd probably have to look at their their law, their legal documents and see what they were, you know, <laughs> paying. And, but... Yeah, I mean, everything... Doesn't matter pa- every, every, everything <laughs> passes. I mean, this the wave that's happening right now will pass, but just because something will pass is not a reason to, to dismiss it. People are like, oh, this is a trend. This is this is, this is temporary. It's like, dude, our entire existence is temporary, bro. Like every evolution of everything that interacts with our collective society is temporary. And I think one of the things to look at too, the, whenever things the get wild. The television pretty much was temporary. The, you yeah, know when, I mean? when things get wild, whenever things are a bubble and they're going to pop, you have to always think about why did that bubble start? They, they started for a reason. You know, well, every bubble have- that ever popped was the evolution of a very successful industry. Like, that, there's that, going, there's going to popping, be a successful industry It's just the popping of exactly. all the fringe vaporware. Yep, absolutely. Exactly It's basically that. just like a... A bubble starts with a brilliant innovation. It's something that, you know, <laughs> happened that it's for like a reason. It's like you shave off the, you know, excess yeah. bits, you know, exactly. and then you get to the core. I mean, think about the companies that came up when the dot-com uh, bubble burst. Yep. You, Amazon, I mean, you Facebook, had, YouTube. Yeah, Google, yeah. Google, so all these things. But all the little, you know... So staples got us a business good. I haven't every, used a staple. Yeah, I haven't literally haven't used a staple build. in like three oh. years. Like I haven't even used a staple. <laughs> like, what the fuck would anyone ever go to a staples for anymore? I yeah. guess like really, like I don't know who goes there anymore. You can't staple an email. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it's so incredible how quick the uptake of the collective you know, the, the collective uptake of email. That's massive. I remember the day when email was scary for people. And then I also, <laughs> there's been a constant, even even at NFTLA, there has been people, multiple people coming up to me saying, are you not taking MasterCard for payments for things? Are you not trying to reduce this friction of onboarding from the everyday person? And this has been a narrative in the crypto space since 2013. And my consistent answer to that is of course not i do not i'm not going to build a platform with mastercard i'm not going to make it easy for people to just you know to piss away their sovereignty i'm not going to allow that to happen it'd be like i'm not going to teach somebody how to use email and i'm going to get a carrier pigeon to write emails for them why not accept all form of payment it just allows for a more seamless uptake because it defeats the whole point the point is to be self-sovereign. And if I have gone through all of this effort to make sure that I'm in control of my finances, why would I then resort to the thing that I am trying to, you know, go and defeat? Oh, yeah. It's a selling out to corporate interests that you ideologically oppose. It's not ideologically. (laughs) It's the the (laughs) reason behind it. Right. So you get to have control yourself that's the whole point of all of this the whole point of this is sovereignty you you get to have your say right you don't have to be you know under the boots of people that control you anymore and then as soon as people relax that and they they say well you have to allow people you you have to put people back under the boot to get mass adoption it misses the point entirely it'd be just it'd be like 
saying, well, it's too hard for people to learn how to email, so I'm going to make them use mail again. What's the point? What about like an old lady that's just trying to mail a letter? Exactly. She just still it's, wants like, to put yeah, exactly. that paper like, in the envelope. It'd be like you know? people like are worried that they're trying to make mass adoption of email, so then they create a service that's called the UPS because they don't want people to have to <laughs> learn how to do email. That's exactly what happens when people say, are you worried about mass adoption? Should you use a, a payment processor? It's the exact same thing. It doesn't make any sense. And I've seen a well, lot of things in this space that don't make sense. You teach people how to onboard. It's very simple. You teach people how to put a private key on a USB stick. And you teach people how to put that into a, a bank vault if you really have to secure a lot of assets. You teach people right, but they how still to have to onboard crypto wallet. through some form with from fiat. Well, that is right. Until we destroy fiat, until we destroy governments, until we destroy national borders, which is the end goal of all of this, uh, we are going to be under the boot for a minute. Yeah, we we won't be able to do much with that. But there's still isn't it's, that it's, it's always the onboards and the on ramps. You can you the onboards and the on ramps are the pain point, but you can still teach people the middle ground beyond that. You don't have to keep them on the onboards and the on ramp off ramps. You can at least teach them how to sovereignty themselves in between those points. Dude, if you had a crypto grocery delivery, that would probably be like, if people could just buy their food with crypto and their energy, then so, that's basically it. Like if, if you had to pay for your energy with crypto, or even if you could pay directly with any form, any token and or coin, then at that point, right? We had. I mean, essentially, that's what the big thing that made the U.S. dollar strong and allegedly still does is the petrodollar. Now, the one thing that I worry about with crypto is scalability problems. We had coffee shops taking Bitcoin in 2013, right? We were trying to make it easy or at least possible to pay for things in crypto, and the only reason that we can't is. The price of sending a Bitcoin transaction became more than a cup of coffee. So then it no longer makes sense to pay for your coffee with Bitcoin. So scalability is the actual issue. Um, when it comes to you know user onboarding, I'm not sympathetic to that. That doesn't matter. What does matter is the cost. We have to find a way to be trustless, secure, and cost effective. And that is not an easy problem to well, solve. Well, scalability works with other tokens, right? Like there's tokens... You always that will scalability say. works with, but those tokens ne don't necessarily have a cap. You're gonna is the issue, right. right? In the current solutions to scalability, you're going to sacrifice trustlessness in order to get to that. See, and here's 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 one of the here's one of the fundamental problems. And I mean, I'm a solution based person, so I'm not like just oh, this is bad and that's bad. It's just like an interesting issue that I was looking at is that people get paid in dollars. And pay for things in dollars, and it's already instant, already quick. So a majority of the people in the crypto space are only in the crypto space to try and make dollars. They're not in the crypto space to use coins to make any transactions and make any deals in the real world, like you were saying earlier, right? Like physical. Hey, you got yeah. what I want. I mean, hey, hey, you got what I want because so people if you come do. In, people come into crypto like that, and that's totally rational and. I thought for a minute that was a problem and then I thought about it harder and I realized that that's actually just a good thing. I came into crypto for the same reasoning. I came into crypto not because 
I mean, I had a, an advantage. I was coming from the hacker culture, so it came to my table because of the the empowering parts of it. But I was also self interested and a broke college kid during the financial crisis, right? And so I was what like, the housing need, market? Uh, two thousand nine, yeah, exactly. Yeah, housing market crash. Right, so I, financial, I, yeah. I was self interested. Mortgage, I mortgage wanted, crisis. I wanted to make a quick buck. I heard that there was a way for me to use the knowledge that I had of computers. A quick print, buck, to a money. U.S. dollar, exactly. And so. <laughs> You come in for those reasons, but then you stick around for the right reasons. Uh, we have an NFT in our window uh, made by Decker, who's in the room here, that says, come for the vibe, stay for the revolution. Oh, yeah. So there was two amazingly beautiful women that were, like, walking up to their really nice SUV when I was pulling up on my uh, Lyft scooter. And... I was like, oh, are you going to check out? And they're like, the what? And I'm like, and this is like NFT event. She's like, where is it? I'm like, it's right here. And she's like, look. And her friend's like, come on, Sally, or whatever. And they took a picture, and it says Zecker. It's a cool piece so of work. So if you yeah. get a DM from a really beautiful woman that says, I saw your level 10 token shining at me through the window. You can bore them to death about the democratic processes that that represents. Yeah. <laughs> But that's three. actually what's three cool is about the ultimate democratic number. That's what's cool about art. There'll always art. be a majority and a minority. But but is it, is it fair? Sexy. Is it fair for the minority to not have a say? There the is majority, something majority the, rules. the tyranny of the minority. You're right. Um, like what's the deal with that? Like oh sorry, the other well, you know you're at the other side by one. You don't get. That's a deep democratic um, problem. You're right. And that's not what happens with a level up card necessarily. If it was one member, one Once vote Once you get everywhere. 10, you don't have to worry about democratic process, right? <laughs> not at all. You even have to worry about it more. Yeah. Dang. So the leveling, the leveling process is us <laughs> able to add a bit of just game to the democratic well, what process. What is this? Like an NFT? Yeah, so I got to get a, 10 yeah, in a row? Exactly. It's an NFT with a, to uh, get level 10. With a bit of a identity reputation system built into it. Exactly. And you start at level one or level zero? Uh, you start at level zero. Um, you can patron into level one. Patron in? That sounds like you pay some money. You pay some money. Exactly. Oh, US yeah. dollar? So there is a, there is something <laughs> worth. But not with MasterCard. Is. But not with MasterCard. We don't MasterCard. <laughs> we do not accept yeah. MasterCard. Yeah, no, no fly-by-night centralized government. What, no visa. Yeah, none of that. None yeah. of them. No U.S. dollars. No fiat. No government currencies. None of that stuff. You don't accept. You only accept payments only, in crypto. Only, only because governments. You wait. You only us. accept payments in crypto. Of course. Yeah. But like literally everything on this entire table had to take dollars to buy from my MacBook to this Tito's. Right. Do you want to hear how that happens? I mean, well, the I, movement of, you know, crypto to this is actually kind of an interesting story. It's uh, currently, you know. But do DAOs pay taxes? They have to, right? Because they're incorporated. Yeah. I mean, it's like in any other organization. So it looks close to an LLC at the moment, right? So we're incorporated in Wyoming. And what they do is they wrap an LLC in a smart contract, which is a good step forward. And actually, it I think solves, you know, a large portion of what, a DAO would look like in the legal framework, but uh, it doesn't handle things internationally. And that's my only question about it. But the whole point is that currently, you know, this space is on a lease, right? The lease is in the name of Secker Factory. Secker Factory is an incorporation in Wyoming that's an LLC. And that LLC has one member and that member is a smart contract. Right. But does that LLC take only takes crypto? 
Like you gotta pay. You gotta pay for things with dollars. You can dude. get a bank account still. Yeah. You but can this get a is the thing. This is LLC. the issue with mass adoption. It's like we all, everyone agrees right. that it's logical to use crypto. Super logical. If we can way more streamlined. Than mass the adoption problem okay. is literally every like all, everything I'm wearing. Okay, this whole thing, this pen, these shoes, I had to buy it with dollar. And I right. love, I got crypto, bro. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been stacking yeah, sats for, for like a decade, bro. So like, yeah, I'm there's not. There's two reasons that we have to saying, deal with that. Right? But it's just like, that's what's so crazy about it. Because everyone agrees with it, yet it's not fucking applicable in the physical world. You got to offboard into dollars, dude. Not forever. I'm not saying it forever. Yeah. I'm just saying right now. And how do you make that transition? Like there's, how? Right. There's you know ways, right? So we have a bank account, and you can have a, a bank account hooked up to you know the onboards and the off ramps of crypto. So you can deal with that currently, and in, in, that's not you know perfect. It's not the thing that <laughs> I would like to see. If we can solve scalability, and if we can teach people how to take care of themselves, which requires a little bit of effort, well, I've noticed that solving the problems of the world means a little bit of effort. There's a lot of people that want to be lazy, right? You hear a lot about passive income. You know, these things are the talk of a lot of people, especially Bro, at NXLA, right? Lazy as fuck, dude. Right. Oh my God. I'm like, yo, you guys, like, how do you eat? It, the, the, do something. The thing is, it doesn't even require that much effort. It's just like a little bit of effort, just a little bit of effort to just keep your private key to yourself. That's the only thing we're asking of people. Just keep your private key private. Exactly. That's all we're asking. Just Dude, I wonder how many people, they're like signing from Ellis, and it's like, oh, put your public key for drops or whatever. How many right. people like just put their private key there? I bet it's a lot more. Like it's yeah. probably a smaller, small percentage, but with the amount of mass adaptation that's happening right, adaptation that's happening right now, when you actually look at it, that's that small percentage of a massive amount of people is probably yeah. a lot and i'm not gonna blame people there's probably definitely probably definitely is that a can i is that a phrase can i say probably definitely there's probably definitely makes total sense millions of dollars of equivalent in crypto that have been just given away in private keys but you know there's probably also a lot of honest groups that if someone actually sends their private key they send a message back to like hey uh you sent your private key to the mailing list <laughs> No, send only public key and never do that again and again or you're going to lose all your crypto probably. Yeah, and I want to be clear that I don't blame people. I think that's... The first time. You can't blame them the first time, but the second time, sorry. I'm just going to take your crypto, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. you should have learned. I won't ever. If and I then, don't take it, someone else will, kid. This comes out <laughs> This comes out of a lesson that I've learned from talking to uh, people in, in, in privilege. Uh, I, I talk to a lot of people that are... Um, in positions of power, they are the the movers, the shakers. They're the VCs. They're, Not Elon. Elon is their golden god, right? This guy and Elon, dude. What's up with this guy and Elon? Elon is their their sickness, right? <laughs> See, dude. Sorry, it always turns dark when I mention Elon. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Let's go back. Okay, so the but other anyway, I won't, I don't the other people. powerful people other than him. Yeah, so like whenever we say like, you know, people are, it just takes a little bit of effort and, you know, we can't blame people. Like, it's not that people are inherently lazy. And this is something that you hear when you talk to people that are in positions of privilege. They'll say people are inherently flawed. They'll say people are inherently evil. People are inherently 
these things and that's their justification for doing the things that they do these things are fuck yeah and you're like what i've never inherited anything these things are just glitches to the system (laughs) and it's their justification of using glitches in the system to do their own glitches and whenever you hear somebody say like well i'm going to just pillage the system because people are inherently wrong or people are inherently evil it's just their own self-justification what about modest pillaging yeah, like no. I'm just gonna take enough that I think's fair. That's actually that's great. Okay, that, that actually cheers is, to modest pillaging. That, that's <laughs> that's rational, right? That's rational. That makes sense. It's rational to pillage a a, a fair amount yes. of rations. You are exactly right. That's like bullion. We, we should all be pillaging because we're self kindly pillaging kindly. Exactly pillaging to Gentle the point where pillaging. we don't pillage till we can't pillage anymore. Right? We pillage till we realize that if we keep pillaging, we can't pillage anymore. That's I don't know if pillaging do. is the correct term that yeah, I can agree with. Like, because every time I hear pillage, I think of rape. I'm sorry, but like rape and pillage word is engraved yeah. in my brain for colonial actions. Exactly. We've rape and pillage, rape this. and pillage. A little bit of genocide, rape what and pillage, rape say and pillage. Is, what we mean to say is using the commons, right? <laughs> we use the commons until we don't overfish the pond. You know, the moment you overfish the pond, you can't keep fishing from the pond. You can be the Elon Musk. But of once fishy's given birth, you can eat the mother. Because there's babies now. Only until you've <laughs> killed too many of the mothers, right? No, no, no. I don't support violence against women. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I actually don't support violence against anyone at all, ever, to be honest. I think it's a weird time when we're in a society where someone can say words and have a yeah. physical... I mean, of course, that, that's natural, yeah. but th- that also That's goes, really what that Academy Award thing was. You know, pacifism actually goes really awkwardly wrong. No, it was a, it was a testament of censorship. It was saying if you say verbal words that may not be agreeable to certain people, certain powers can physically assault, can physically assault you. It's basically like a, this weird subconscious message. That There's I'm also really like a into. weird thing in ANCAPs, anarcho-capitalists. They have this... Narco-capitalists? Anarcho-capitalists. Anarcho-capitalists. Oh, man, that should definitely be a movie of some sort. A lot of people in Bitcoin are what anarcho-capitalists. They, anarcho-capitalists. they have something in their idealism so it's just called it's- the, the non-aggression agreement. That it's, sounds cool. Yeah, but it's silly. It's silly because it sounds nice. Who's going to enforce it? And if you if you needed the enforcement, the enforcement comes with aggression. So it's this silly principle that anarcho-capitalists well, have that um, as long as you know we all just somehow magically agreed to not have mind control, each other, uh, then we should have a entirely capitalist system. It's like. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think the the principle of non-aggression is like to just have a fantasy world where it's just you would just like we would have a disagreement. You don't need but, oh, the principle of non-aggression. Yeah, so we're we're gonna rely on this <laughs> idealistic principle of non-aggression. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so so ANCAPs have done a tremendous amount of damage to what we are trying to do in cryptocurrencies. And caps? And anarcho capitalists have incredibly hurt. And narco capitalists. They they have pushed away the left. And narco capitalists. 
Anarcho-capitalists. Exactly. So they're basically just free range. So if you want to ask like my free range market, well, my political alignment is actually anarcho-socialist. Right. So anarchy is not the problem. I'm, I'm an anarcho-socialist. That this sounds like, like there's some trigger words there. It's the capitalist problem. There's some, definitely some red flags that well, uh, I would say is, the establishment. Red is actually in the flag. Red. Exactly. It's and a, a red sickle. Black flag. It's a red and black a sickle flag. and a little, a little sickle and some wheat. The, so some the, little wheat sprigs and some and a sickle. I uh, maybe a couple stars. I don't hate. I don't hate the sickle, my friend. I don't oh, hate no, the you gotta you gotta harvest the grain. Marxism, when the moon is full. Marxists, Mark, Karl Marx was a, a G. Marxman yeah. Smith. Karl Marx was brilliant. Um, so really, no, well, no one denies his brilliance. It's not about that. It's just about uh, it's just about a debate about the the fundamental structure of systems. No, not at all. So people often people often confuse Marxism with communism. They are nothing related. There's no relation between Marxism and communism. Marxism simply states that workers own what they build. That's it. Simple as that. That's not communism. So that his whole manifesto is just one sentence. Yeah, absolutely. That should have been the whole book. Should be yeah. just you open it up and it's just like one page and you flip it over and it's like thank you. It's you know? really that simple. It's but like nobody been, can own anything. There's been the red Wait, scare. What was the sentence? What was the sentence? Workers own what they produce. Workers own what they produce is the yeah. essence of Marxism. Absolutely. It should just be like the one only side. Reason, the only reason you, are, you think that it's that sickle that that workers red own what scare they is because we live in a capitalist system that wants you to feel Wait, that no way. Wait, no one's scared of Karl Marx. No, communism. But people oh. equate it. Exactly. We live in a system But wasn't where... Marx, was he like a traditional communist? No. no so no. what's the so what's the correlation here? The correlation is that our society, the capitalist society here, has equated workers' rights to communism. And that communism has been equated to socialism. And these things are apparently a, um, some fantasy scared Isn't but the, the reason is because when, when, it's a, the, a threat to capitalism wouldn't the anarcho-capitalist be like sort of the antithesis of that so the anarcho-capitalist is you know capitalism on steroids i want to see a movie about anarcho-capitalists dude well anarcho-capitalists especially is, if they party anarcho-capitalists is, is literally like the worst of capitalism right it's it's saying do the worst of the worst without any regulation oh yeah it's free right. it's a free-range market exactly yeah it's like free market yeah. but no, like free, also, also free market has nothing it's to do with free, capitalism. It's free, fully liberated, baby. Free, no market, free market and capitalism are entirely different things. Cap markets are just a tool. Anarcho. Yeah, I mean, in a way that Marxist, just sounds like digital yeah, pirates. Marxists and socialists use, you know. Weren't pirates basically just well. anarcho-capitalists? They just sailed around in boats no, and they're just like, no, wow. no, 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 no. Capitalism is like a recent invention. Is it yeah. though? Yeah, absolutely. Like it, the, by it's definition? A, so when we started writing corporate law that's that's a pretty new thing um i don't know exactly when like 1800s 1700s something like that corporations corporations yeah. corporate law uh, capitalism and socialism Marx gave is this gonna be like a five-minute thing because this guy's about to give you a microphone <laughs> it's gonna be like a two-minute thing it's gonna be like a two-minute we can thing. turn right. on the projector for background <laughs> no so like Sorry. uh Around the uh, the late 1800s, what was happening was there was like this idea of socialism, and Marx sort of came out of this movement in Europe about uh, a reaction to the Industrial Revolution. So when you hear things like seize the means of production, 
that means that the factory workers should have a stake in the ownership of the machines, the materials, everything that they're devoting their time to, because automation was allowing them to potentially have more free time if their profit wasn't being extracted by the capital, the owners of the factory, right? So anytime that somebody is like even a, a working professional plumber or other tradesman here in America, where they're like super, super like hardcore, oh, I'm, I believe in capitalism, communism sucks, blah, blah, blah. It's like their whole fantasy in their mind, they're like, no, I'm, I'm my own independent contractor. I own my own van. I own my own tools. Dude, that's Marxism. That's legitimately like the utopian ideal that Marx had. And the, the, uh, the conflict was because capitalism was driven by the Industrial Revolution, and these ideas kind of came into conflict, and that shaped the 20th century. But all of these things started happening like 1890 up until like 1910, 1920. Yeah, it's wild. So yeah, pre-capitalistic yeah. It, it's ironic structure, too. right? It's it ironic. Pre-capitalism. Like, these corporate things were built to bring down kings, you know, but then all they ended up doing was building more kings. And it's just ironic, you know. Um, and what's Putin's stance on Marxism? Marxism. He hates Marxism. He's a capitalist. He does, right? He's like he's a fucking he, capitalist. He's kind of like anarcho-capitalist, right? Yeah, In absolutely. a way, he's just like free art. Exactly. Free, he's I won't free obey any oligarchies. I'm the oligarch of oligarchs. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it is kind of crazy. What, what, uh, like how are people seizing those guys as yachts? Isn't that weird? It's so, a weird thing. What's the deal with that? Like, it seems like. There shouldn't be any. Yeah, I mean, like if you're if you're like not like a good friend of Putin, your yacht's probably getting seized. But if you know, like the the high up oligarchs, nothing's touching them because really? it's all interconnected. Every every king doesn't obey national borders. None of that matters to them. It's just weird that like some yachts will get seized, but someone like Jeff Bezos can build an extra big one. These people sit above everything. Like, who decides? But. That, there's a there's a there's but a, Jeff Bezos is that like real like a one person listen, has that Bezos much? Bezos Putin Elon Musk these people Wait, hold sit on, above hold on. all laws <laughs> these people sit every billionaire every billionaire sits above nation states you don't think that some of those billions are just kind of like in in a sense accidental billionaires I don't mean in the sense to insult their intelligence or their dedication or whatever no it's an embarrassment if you're a billionaire you're an embarrassing person you're, you, don't you, you don't think you can just independently freestyle? If you're, if you're a billionaire, you're a billionaire I'm convinced you don't have a thought between your ears. But what about the crypto billionaires? There's no such thing as a crypto billionaire. Well, Not yet. Well, so, well, well, so no, no, Vitalik, Vitalik brushed billionaire status a couple of times. What about the Winklevoss trends? They're not billionaires. What do you mean? They bought all that coin from the Fed when they took it from fucking the Dredge Pirate. I, I mean, they might be close, but... You oh, know. Dude, they had like 20 billion in Bitcoin. I mean, so... There are problems with this amount of power constellation, like this amount of power, like being condensed into people. Dude, There's it is so bizarre. It is bizarre. It is right. like it is. And we can it. we can rely on benevolence. I mean, Vitalik is a benevolent dictator. You know, Vitalik, is he? Vi Vitalik got a billion dollars dropped on him from Shiba Inu coin and just gave it to uh, India for COVID relief. Right. Mm. He's a benevolent dictator, but we don't want to rely on benevolence. You know, this stuff is not systemic. Codependent on other people's whims sounds a bit unsustainable. Right. Yeah. We, we're lucky to have people like Vitalik, but we end up with more so Elon Musk's and Jeff Bezos. He definitely looks like he's lost weight lately. He's always been a skinny guy. Just a perpetually looks like he might be losing yeah. weight. Uh, yeah. You're like, did you get skinny yeah. or you just not? Uh, I can't. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> You're always really skinny, dude. Like, yeah, I've, yeah exactly. Hey, what do you want for dinner? I'm cool. Um, 
Yeah, so that's, <laughs> sure? that's take like two carrot sticks and a dip of hummus. <laughs> that's an important part of uh, of of crypto. Crypto itself is inherently anti-capitalistic, and it's really really difficult whenever you realize that for a few reasons. Because capitalists love to sit on top of it, and so people that you're trying to help, you know, especially leftists, leftists hate us because they they think we're ancaps. Um, and then, you know, that's the people that you're really trying to help. But, you know, obviously the people in charge hate you too. You know, the, the, the billionaires hate you. They're doing things like telling you to buy Dogecoin, which is insanely silly. Um, they're, they're actively trying to harm you by telling you to buy things like Dogecoin. Does Dogecoin have any utilitarian uh, value? No, they are trying to scam you. Elon Musk is just scamming people when he says buy Dogecoin. He's a pump and dumper. He's a, he's a pyramid schemer. His whole life there we go built again. around these Dude, things. I didn't even mention him this time. All I said was Doge once. Yeah. And I think like that's like oh, I find this I find this dumper. honestly, He's honestly part dumper. of like an amazing thing that's dumper, dumper. An amazing thing that's happening that <laughs> dumper, dumper. like so many people that I'm close to look at this person and refuse to accept what he is. Like so, it's, it's okay. because of this 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 psychology that has managed to seep into our society. This really is at the core of the frustration of what we're trying to build. This is, this is the one thing that I don't have a solution for. And this is the one thing that I... But he's not solely to blame for the psychological condition no, of the of course collective. Not. No, it, this thing... Seems, it goes way beyond Elon. I, I don't know even where the, the culture of the embarrassed millionaire and the embarrassed billionaire comes from. Oh, bro, I really dude, don't exactly know. I don't know. know. It's like well, an organic you can, you movement. Can, it just sprouted up in the past 40 years. You trace some of it back to Freud. Um, Freud's, what a tortured soul. Freud's, I believe, nephew. What a freak. Freud's nephew invented marketing. Dude, Freud. Yeah. Or, I that's, like, his nephew. that's like the anti-commercial for intelligence. You're like, yeah. hey, man, you should think more. I don't know. Take a look at Freud. <laughs> it worked out so well for him. <laughs> so Freud tried to place, you know, a quantifiable metric to something that's intrinsically non-quantifiable. Yeah, he tried oh, to say yeah, like, oh yeah, he fr like frustrated to, him into misery. Like, I mean, it was a, it fuck? was a novel attempt. You know, like he he did the best he could to try and take the human consciousness and say like there's metrics to it, and he did what he could. But then that's easily abusable because it's inherently not what scientific. What people Ronner really want to know is will Web three take their pain away? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it can, and that's the only reason that I'm in this space. Really, because I believe that to liberate it can. others of their bodily pain, or all pain, emotional pain, also bodily Just pain is an illusion, <laughs> right? Like pain? your body is Web an illusion. Three will relieve you of your bodily pain. Oh, I don't want to hurt anymore. Yeah, I mean, like there's an argument potentially about you know your materialism causing those pains yeah and we laugh but it's pretty cool like think about someone that can't walk and they go to a web three and they're like running around but then they take the goggles off like fuck i don't have legs again shit put me back in <laughs> i just want to run free again so it's interesting that like can we get to that point please with web three so Where it really feels like, you know, you're in it and you have a whole yeah. new body. Well, I mean, these things are an evolution. You know, like Web3 can't claim the credit for Karl Marx. It can't claim the credit <laughs> for a lot of the ideas that have been in history for a very long time. All this is is just the next steps forward. And yeah, Web3 is, Web is taking old ideas and, and applying them to tech. 
Right, but the medium is so much different. As similar as the ideas may be, the potential of the medium is completely different for its effect on our senses the and what it I means think I have to hope for to, the, the world as a whole. Like, yeah, the core is something that cannot be altered. Um, we baked into the protocol what Web3 is supposed to be, right? And no matter what A16Z or some other venture capitalist, you know, for whatever potential good intentions that Mark Cuban has, they cannot change the core of the protocol. And I've seen this happen, right? So my first worry that the protocol, the core was going to get corrupted and taken over was when banks got involved, right? So I remember when Bitcoin was this thing that was for us, the people, and we were called terrorists. We were, we were all terrorists in 2012. In 2012, if you were me, I was a terrorist. And that was the only way that like, people saw us. But not really. Well, of course not. You weren't, no, you weren't really designated as well, a terrorist I mean, group. To be fair, right. there's no such thing as a terrorist. A yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is it wasn't... It's a, a fictional thing created by people ha to allow people to attack others. Right, but hackers weren't like a designated terrorist group. I mean, it came from the Silk Road stuff, right? Well, so was Silk Road ever designated as a terrorist every, something? No. So... Well, that's also an interesting thing that Ross Ulrich was free... never accused of being a terrorist, dude. Ever. But the media called us terrorists because of the Silk Road. Drugs, terrorism. All that no! was like the narrative. Right. That was the narrative. Drugs, terrorism, not 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 related. It was the narrative. So this is Ross the thing. was a drug dealer. Terrorism's not a real thing. Not a terrorist. Terrorism's also not a real thing. There's no such thing as terrorism. Terrorism is a narrative used by positions of power to allow for people to attack others. Terrorism is a, a fictional thing created by nation states to say that it's okay for me to engage in war. These things aren't real. There's no such thing as well. Yeah, and, and, and it this. sort of downgrades other humans from being right. People being humans. But we were called terrorists in 2012. We were called drug dealers Hackers? in 2012. Anybody involved in Bitcoin, all of us. We were all like in the news. Things. The news. Really? And any anything. They use yeah. the T word. Yeah. Oh no! Did you hear? Anonymous apparently is good again. No, did you hear? <laughs> We're back. Cause they hack, baby. They hack some Russian. No. Right. You know, it's like CNN or something was like, oh. Yeah. Anonymous I mean, helping in the fight against Russia. That's another or funny something. thing. You know, there's no such thing as anonymous. There's no organization. It's it's, it's the same thing as like Antifa being called a terrorist group recently. Antifa's an action against fascism. It's not a, an organization, right? It's these hilarious things that people in positions of power call people whenever they're trying to be good. Yeah, but the, dif the difference is, is one is a sort of like an ideological uh, perspective and the other is a physical action. Right. So but anyway, to get back to the point, like we were called terrorists and my fear was whenever we were no longer being called terrorists, whenever banks finally started to sniff wind of this was around 2013, 2014. Goldman Sachs wanted some snacks. I mean, so like... Oh, it, what's this crypto? It looks delicious. You know, like, <sighs> like really, really smart people that were smarter than banks knew Bitcoin was going to be big. And then banks were the second people that knew that things were going to be big. Banks are also smart. So they, they realize Wait, you that think banks are smart, but Elon Musk is an idiot? Well, banks is just a bunch of people. 
banks are a bunch of people with a lot of money and they can they are smart they hire a lot of smart people well there's boards I mean, Elon Musk is an idiot of course he's he oh, hires no, smart people no no I'm just kidding he hires smart people <laughs> but but banks banks are and when I say banks I'm not talking about one person I'm talking about or an Banksy. organization you're not talking about Banksy really well funded people you're talking about corporate yeah, economical cool. structure yeah. you're talking about corporate economic structure like financial his, institutions yeah so but banks started to you know get involved and that was my first concern I worried that the power of banks were going to stamp out the sovereignty that Bitcoin offers because what they were doing was banking their own Bitcoins. Every bank was, you know, at that point asking me to help them build Bitcoins. Wait, the banks were asking you to help yeah. them build their own many, blockchain? Many, back then there weren't too many but, people. That but their own Bitcoin in the sense of something that was a coin or token that, that they, they could, could use digitally. No, that they could own specifically. So they wanted to use because they knew that the protocol was becoming popular. They knew that there was money that was, you know, going to flow into this, just like we all knew that there was money that was going to flow into this. But they <laughs> that's didn't, an understatement. But they they couldn't billions, countless billion. When he yeah. says money, what he means is countless billions of dollars right. have flown into this in the fastest so, amount of time for you know, any smart enough to thing realize to ever that. have. And so they, they wanted to get on top into of it. it. They, they really wanted to get on top of it. So they were asking anybody, yeah, anybody, that knew, anybody that knew how to build one, they were coming to us to try and build one for them so that they could own it. And I laughed the whole way through because they were missing the point entirely. It's about ownership and it's about them not being able to own it. And for them to come to somebody and say, I want you to build me a Bitcoin that I can own is literally like saying, <laughs> I want you to make water that's dry. Like, it's it does entirely is a contradiction. Well, that's isn't that the issue with Ripple, right? The XRP was like sort of yeah. a bank sponsored centralized. Yeah, and so that's the most notable one that we all know about, but there were a million others that failed. JP Morgan Chase, uh, Bank of America, Ernst Young, even insurance companies were all trying to build their own bitcoins in 2013. It's a complete antithesis of, Every single one of, of the white paper. And that gives me hope. That gives me hope. Whenever I see Elon Musk telling us oh, to pump no, Dogecoin. No. It gives me hope that he can't, he cannot corrupt the core of this. It's simply that no matter what the power structure is, if banks couldn't do it, Elon Musk certainly can. So I'm guessing you don't drive a Tesla. I mean, Tesla's not very good compared to what Porsche is doing with electric cars. Actually, have you seen the i4? Isn't the that Beamer? BMW? Yeah. yeah, they got the also i8. European. Yeah. Excuse me, the i5. Also European. Elon Musk, I think Tesla's going to oh, have some problems. Beautiful now that real work car art. Into this. Yeah. Elon, yeah, um, if you're a Tesla holder, I'm not a financial advisor, but I'd get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what he offers except for hype cycles, you know. But that's that that works well in America. Well, bubbles bubbles happen. So he's very created easily. an entire uh like culture around bubbles. Well, well so he has the energy for those vehicles. Oh yeah, he he goes well. actively to to overthrow governments in South so American countries. To it's get an lithium. independent yeah. energy system in a sense, but in a sense, it's absolutely not because it's only on the surface independent energy system. But they're still getting. Their I want to ask you a question. Why do you why do you think why do you think Elon Musk is going to space? <sighs> well, if it's rhetorical, just tell me what you think. So I'm going to interview you now. <laughs> the no, no. Why? What? Like, what's your opinion? Like, what do you think? I what's don't the actually think about it at all. Most, I think. I, most, I like I way <laughs> underthink Elon compared to you. Well, do you think and it's cool? I drive a Tesla. Do you think it's and cool? I still don't even think about him that much. Do you think much. it's cool that he's going to space? Like, oh, do I think it's cool that he's going? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think everything's kind of cool, but also you think it's on. like a technological advancement. It's like maybe one day I'll get. He's to go like, to space. oh yeah, you think it's cool, huh? You think like maybe oh, think maybe one cool? day like if Elon Musk ah. does it, like you know the government failed. Ah. Obviously, like they stopped funding NASA, and maybe Elon Musk is you know this capitalist awesome person that's gonna like maybe make me go to space. Anarcho capitalist. Maybe I'll get to live the Star Trek dream, right? Like the you, Star Trek dream. You think you'll get to live the Star Trek dream? You know what's gonna happen to the you? Star Trek. He's gonna put you on a fucking asteroid mining. He's gonna make Not you dirty me. in space. The only reason uh, I guys- lived in Australia, I've seen those mining <laughs> operations. It is not pretty. Well, the way that the way that they want things to go it's is a one-way tunnel going, to hell. You're gonna be oppressed to the point that you can't live, and they're gonna make you on an asteroid. They're gonna make you dirty in space, drilling out there. All for their helium three for their fucking Teslas and the, the gold and the diamonds the that are sitting out yeah, there. Totally. That actually sounds like like absurdly accurate. That's the only like, reason they want to go to space. Dude, bro, again, personally, nothing worries me. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I locked the keys in the Tessie like three days ago because the windows were all And I was just like, I'm just going to call. Like, I called. It's a rental. It's a rental because I live in Columbia. So I'm just here for like a few weeks. I was just like, well, I'm just going to get this car for my time there. So... I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what the fuck to do. And my phone was in there too, so I couldn't call. And I was like, uh. and it was like, I was high as fuck. I've been doing this stuff called Tusi. You ever heard of Tusi? Did you call Elon to save you? I was, wait, I wanted a button. And I was like, how is there not like a, no, you couldn't call. I couldn't call anybody. The phone was on the seat, you know, in the council well, next to the things aren't smart enough to like let you in. That's right. the thing. I was like, yo, at least a code on the door. But really, all you really need is a thumbprint on the handle. And that's where I'm like, because I'm totally like, I know what you mean. I get a little bit of anxiety from the, you know, all-encompassing technocratic eye of, you know, surveillance. And then I'm like, I mean, if I can get into the test quicker, let's go. Yeah, that's, Sign a, me that's up. A, common, a common problem. I pay my taxes. I'm a good guy. You, you'll hear a lot. Play, um, coach. You, you hear a lot of people say, like, I don't care about Edward Snowden and privacy because I've got nothing to hide. That just means that you're not interesting. You've got nothing to say. That's that's basically, well. It just means, yeah, you literally have nothing to say. You, you're not trying. You, you're just boring you don't or you just you don't have anything the law completely no and not saying things what is what is the law the law is a system to keep you complacent it just means that you're not saying anything to challenge the authorities that are trying to make you a slave that's all yeah accurate yeah Yeah, pretty much you're not trying to ruffle any feathers creating waves just trying to get through here with a or what The, the current trend. Yeah, exactly. So basically, the law—that's law, a scary thing. The law too, is yeah. like cancel culture the amount, the, enforced exactly. by the government on your freedom. This is also yeah, the <laughs> other thing too that people don't realize is that there's a massive data center in Utah, the size 
of oh the NSA center people know about that yeah but it's recording everything you say so it's not just check, what check, you are ob- it's not just like okay I'm NSA, I'm good you. now in ten years from now they might decide what you did was illegal you're no now but gone. I've never done anything illegal I love the NSA you pre- yeah exactly I uh, actually I'll tell you what my first date. The boot tastes good to me, and I really appreciate it. Would you feed me more boot? We go out to a nice movie, beautiful film, maybe an action flick. 007. Maybe some Tom Cruise. I will happily buy what you're selling me, and just (laughs) keep selling me, and I will happily buy that. But but this is the thing. It's like, especially when you travel a lot, you see how fucking fucked up it is. You're like, it's absurdly like strange that so few people have the luxury of even being right here right now we are look at us we're yeah. s- like look at us dude are you serious yeah, this, we are the one percent of the one percent yep. of the entire world just by you being on this show you know what i mean it's like i'm just saying yeah. like you now like you one percent of the one percent i'm now <laughs> no. much you, always, you are already my stock yeah. is going my stock's going up now stock is uh stock is right stock is to the moon rocket shit baby let's go and to bring it back to crypto uh, to bring it back to crypto i put a man on the moon but i sent a tesla there you know what i'm saying if you want to like think about call my doggy doge come here baby (laughs) (laughs) my four thousand shiva my four thousand dollar shiva looking good yo i got shiva tritons bro i just want to show you i'm not playing i got my Oh, you said Shiba or Shiva? Shiba. The, the, oh, no. The fuck that little bitch. Little e-news. Yo, yeah. fuck that little girl. You don't tell that to half the people in LA. That Not really one. fuck that little girl, <laughs> but like bitches and Shiva. Just to be clear, I wasn't talking about fucking little girls, Didn't right? realize we had to be clear on that, but yes. it's good that you're taking the extra effort. I was talking right? about fucking little dogs. <laughs> little Shiba dogs. <laughs> uh to bring this back to crypto, though, the thing that makes wait Bit- that is crypto. Okay, no, no makes the Bitcoin wrong side of so valuable is <laughs> for the people not like us. The people not like us is the reason why Bitcoin exists. What? I thought you were literally just said you were like a godfather of Bitcoin, and then you're like the because the people like us. Bitcoin like, doesn't. Bitcoin, doesn't, Bitcoin doesn't, doesn't serve me. Bitcoin doesn't uh-huh. serve you. Bitcoin doesn't serve anybody in this room. Bitcoin serves people in Africa. Bitcoin serves people in South Whoa, America that are bro. like victims of financial terrorism from our countries. Ooh. Banking and it bank. helps the Russians right now as well. Also, oh, I, yes. I, yes, that's true. It's an equal opportunity yeah, helper. I literally yeah. sent uh, crypto to a Ukrainian right now. We just sent an equal amount to Russia, just to be fair. Balance. That is Whether you agree or not. Something I cannot agree I'm with. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. Just to be on the record. No, you Um, don't want to. I mean, we can talk about it. We want to talk about the war? I would love to. So, like, (laughs) one thing that I want to, like, bring up is... I want to I want to talk about how bad America is. I, I find it wait, very, wait, I find it? it very interesting that we're all up in arms over what Russia, Russia? Russia yeah, bombing Russia. Russian bombing people. So we Russia, had yeah. we apparently had they no, killed almost a thousand white people so far. Yes, we had apparently no problem so with that's America. So at least equal to hundred thousand Yemens. All of the brown people I mean, that we've been bombing for the past fifteen years. Yeah, no, no, no. We had no problem. They, all of a sudden, they were as soon brown. As exactly. As soon as it's a, a blonde-haired person in Ukraine. I don't know if he wasn't brown. I don't remember him. It was brown, I don't remember. Yeah, you mean white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
the, the Wait, news no. is hilariously no corporate hilariously media would never portray racist. any sort of uh, racist agenda. No, no, they're all they don't even inclusive. they don't even know when they're fucking doing it. That's hilarious. There's no fifth branch of the government. Yeah, that's a big oops. Just say your lines, Jimmy, and keep looking at the camera, all right? The pain will go away soon enough. It's probably fucking weird. Seriously, if you can just get a Web3 program that's amazing enough to just take people's mind away from their pains. I mean, the best way to take people's mind away from their pain is to make them not a slave, first of all. Oh, yes. Which is yes. weird that, like, first, it's, it's weird that we're talking about all of this in a digital arts gallery, right? So we are, I think it's completely appropriate. What do you mean? I think yeah. we're completely. One of I think digital art is probably one of the places you get this to, conversation. I was trying to make it like kind of an underground cool thing. That's like we're the Green Tavern. The Green Tavern was where the American Revolution started. This was like, the Green Tavern once. It was literally the Green Tavern. Yes, we had westward. No. Ex we had westward expansion all, all the way to the west coast. Whenever we decided to say fuck you to the king of the, the Green Tavern, it's different than the Green Lantern. Not to be confused, the, the Green Lantern. Yeah. And the Green Tavern. Though if the Green Lantern went to the Green Tavern, was there really a Green Tavern? So yeah, the, it's called the, the Green Dragon Tavern. That sounds really Chinese. It also sounds dope. Well, dragons are essentially Chinese, I would say. It sounds like a mythical place where they decide to conspire against an imperialistic fucking monster, which sounds like... Something that Whoa, the dragon's not an imperialistic monster. That's you know where they no, that's where they just decided to have drinks together and you know the build. green J was it the green jade dragon? Because that's yeah. the only way it could be more Chinese. <laughs> the green jade dragon. Yeah, they, uh -huh. I don't know why there was a, a tavern. And they have the delicious kung kung pao jiding. Kung yeah. pao jiding is actually delicious. Do you know what kung pao jiding is? You know kung pao jiding? You speak Chinese? Oh, okay. How about how? How about how? See, Walawai, Timbudong, Total Timbudong, Chengdu, Hogwa, Hatsu. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so Oh, she she. No, what do you mean? I legitimately have an addiction to Hogo, which is hot pot, which is Hogo. It's from Sichuan. Yeah, it's from Sichuan. Except when they see, like, a Laowai come in, they're like, okay. And they have, like, a divider. <laughs> and they have, like, a total non-spicy. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, just give me the... It feels really awkward. You just, like, sit down. You're like, you know they have the divider. And you're like, ah. And you're like, no, it's okay. It's spicy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just, yeah, I used to live there a long time ago. And so, yeah. I mean, I didn't even notice. I didn't, no, the system is like pretty much feels like externally pretty much just like here. 
Like, it's not like, it's not, unless you really start getting into it, you don't really notice. Because you're like, oh, here's grocery store. Here's coffee shop. Oh, here's my house. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's pretty much like anywhere else with buildings and restaurants. Yeah. Oh, yes. I had a really... I was I was I was the victim of like a super hate crime actually when I was there. It was fucking crazy. Yes. Yes, but I think I like did some good for the world afterwards. Yeah, I was att- I was attacked. I was like in this mountain like I hate white guys like punk rock. This punk punk rock Chinese kid was like I hate white people. And I was like, "Dude, your girlfriend's Italian, bro. Like what are you talking about?" Yeah, like it was like a white town. It was like northern. It wasn't like Sicilian. Like this lady was like, you know, like Bologna. Near Milan, maybe? That's your... That, bro. Like, she's white, dude! But he wasn't hearing... Like, I didn't even have... I didn't even mention that. I didn't have any time for that. He just grabbed an ashtray and, like, smashed me in the head and shit. And I was just like, dude. It's a whole thing. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. And it's part of the experience of being there. You know? It was cool. I was like, wow, people really just vis- physically hurt people still. It's fucking frustrating. Media censorship? Uh, no, I mean, I don't watch television or really read the news much in general. If I do, I use a VPN in general. Like, if you're on a laptop and you use a VPN, it doesn't, you, you could just, sometimes I get confused what country I'm even in, really, honestly. It's been like a long spell and I've been like online or just whatever for a few days. I've been traveling some, or like whatever. I'll just like wake up and be like, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't really matter if you VPN it. I'm always in the same country when I VPN. And actually, I found that you like even if I change countries, I keep my VPN in the same country that I VPN from because then I don't have to like reset things and I don't have to like ver- double verify shit. It's like, look at, yeah, it's cool. I'm still in Brazil. Love it here. Been here for like two years. Don't need to double verify me. Like, call my text code. Fuck. You know, <laughs> like there's way more cookies lately, though. Where, it's, where the fuck are we? Like currently speaking? Well, yeah. Is this a podcast? Where the fuck? Oh, are yeah. <laughs> oh, this is. Yeah. 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 I mean, technically, yeah. Technically, yeah, maybe, technically we're on a podcast. That's of. true. Yeah. Well, 100. Actually, not even maybe kind of like where it's 100 percent a podcast that's on podcast distribution channels. So I guess technically, yes. Philosophically speaking, I have no idea. <laughs> technically, te- technically, definitely yes. Philosophically, I have a tough time with definitions. Yeah. Well, yeah, because when you get into technicalities, you can be technical about stuff, and there's usually definitive yeses and noes. It's binary. When you get into philosophy, it's like, oh, binary is just an idea, bro. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna ask him some questions about it, but we haven't got yeah, a, we never yeah, got around yeah. I mean, to like, it. I was like, we are an NFT interactive museum. Technically, I haven't slept much this week, so <laughs> you're about you might have like another five minutes before okay, I so, just fucking hit the floor. Okay, when are we gonna have completely interactive NFTs that people can onboard to? That potentially will have some future benefit. Don't worry about the future benefit. Thing. Just, just interactive um, NFTs. What do you mean by interactive? Like uh, people hold coins and they can go to places in the metaverse that they couldn't go to if they didn't have those coins or tokens. And those places are cool. Lure than 
Oh, it's cool. It's just a government insect drone. It's no big deal. Flies aren't real. Flies aren't real. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, you qualified that with cool. Flies aren't real. Uh, that makes that much harder to answer. Cool. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Cool, I'm no, just, like, cool, like, maybe never. It just seems like, it just seems like, really? Like, it seems like we really close. Like, it seems like. You so know. like the gated part was is the but thing like that down I worry here, about. You have thing where it's like okay, this is base reality, and then in here is people in the virtual world. Yeah, so I mean, like the thing is, you don't need NFTs to build the metaverse. The NFTs have nothing. Right, to do. but people well, want... if you're talking about ownership, the ownership is a big part of the metaverse, and yeah, you should have good ownership. Okay, so it's not you will well, own nothing and be happy, it. right? It's you will own things and things will be okay. You should, like, again, it goes back to, like, the ownership of the people. Like, people should own things, not capitalists, not companies, not Blizzard. Blizzard shouldn't own your game characters, things like this. So independent people should have possession of things. Yeah, right. You should. Isn't you should, that an anarcho-capitalism a little bit? Yeah, in a sense that, yeah. Well, no. And no, you I just mean, expect people to be fair? It, no, it's it. not at all anarcho-capitalist. Like, anarcho-capitalist would say, I have you know, the privilege to own things above you. This is about, you know, your ownership. This is, you know, workers own things Oh, as well. oh I see, I see. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't exist as a structure. The ownership where... has nothing to do with capitalism. All right. No, all right. ownership has no... We're saying this is the structure of capitalism, capitalism where it's, it's a, a bounded fact that most people that work have to work for the good of fewer individuals so, right. I mean, rather like, than themselves. I mean, Marx, I mean, Marxism, you know, seeps into Web3. These things are important in Web3. It's about, you know, if I am playing a game, I should have a say in how this game is created and how this thing is owned, right? I've worked towards this thing. I put my time and effort into this thing. It's it, it should be my thing to own as well. You know, that's very Marxist. That's not capitalist at all. A capitalist would say, I will take your time and your effort and I will repurpose what you've done. You know, and that consistently goes against the will of the people. And yeah. what about like individual capitalism? Like, couldn't people just have like there's no such thing as individual capitalism? Is there not? Like, could a person a say like a, a capitalist relies on workers? So, for example, I consider myself a capitalist. I, I, I might not know the definition of capitalism, I just personally have identified <laughs> with that. Like, a lot of Americans, right. like, a lot of Americans have identified being capitalist and having a business. And that's and part of the money. psychosis that, right? So, so exactly. what I'm saying is like. The way you describe it sounds like individual capitalism in the sense that like you're your own corporation. Like you have the rights to your own things that right, you have. So like, yeah, first yeah, exactly. There's no such thing as individual capitalism, but you're describing Marxism. So right. what you're saying is that the modern man's definition of individual capitalism would technically be Marxism. And so that's part of that's part of this like fantasy so, that most people have been sold, right? Like it's it's so hard for people to think about things outside of the terms of capitalism because this is the things that Elon Musk types people, you know, sell to people. Like you, you try to like, you, you, you get, you know, mentally just inserted into this culture and it's hard to break out of, and, you know, and I don't blame people. I, I want to help people. And I think these things are just mental illnesses and mental illnesses are glitches. These things can be solved. Have you thought about the, um, have you thought about the symbolism of, this place, like the actual physical place that we're inside of. Because I found out when I started talking to these guys, um, this place used to be like the premier 
sneaker store like of the world it was like in gq like they had a whole profile and it was like it's like the coolest sneaker shop in the whole fucking world it's in la grand opening whatever and then like a couple years later during the the 2020 riots uh you know during uh the black Lives matter protest and you know everything was like popping off and downtown was like getting wrecked like there's all these photos on the news of this same space like the windows are bashed in. People are running out the front with like as many sneakers as they can hold. So it's like this great metaphor for building this new collaborative system on top of literally the failure of hyper materialist capitalism is wild. Thank you for bringing that up. I actually had not thought about that. <laughs> the, the embedded irony in all of that is insane. Like, yeah, it, this spot came out of, you know, Black Lives Matter. People literally rising up to the streets because of the cop's agenda to obey the uh, material property over human lives. And we've now taken over the space and we're here conspiring against all of that. You're right on the edge down here, actually. It's like Absolutely. the abyss is like what better what better place to do it than one right on block the edge. away. Exactly. It's Absolutely. pretty intense, dude. It's interesting to have this sort of like virtual this this, this portal into this virtual world and this like area of the physical world. Mm-hmm. Like the geographical location mixed with like because the people the people that like log on to watch are wherever in the world, right? Because yeah, it's the internet, so. Someone could be technically anywhere in the entire planet as long as they have a good good uplink. Yeah, or the metaverse, or the fuck that is. Yeah. But not Starlink. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Any link but Starlink. Which one was... Okay. I don't know if I should even go there. i just curious. I don't know what Starlink is. Really? Uh, He's an idiot. I don't follow anything he does. <laughs> Everything he does is just. I was just based, wondering like, if you thought the technology of the is that his satellite? like idea to put weather balloons for internet? Sat there, sat. <laughs> he sends them to Ukraine. Yeah, but so but also, isn't he basically the reason why? Also, isn't satellite and it's like not a new thing. Isn't he basically the reason why Ukraine still has internet? Because no. the Russians shut it down and Elon. No. But was that? He, yeah, I know he's saying. And also, keep in, keep in mind also like things like the Arab Spring. Whenever the Egyptian government tried to shut off the internet, hackers can put that shit back up. The internet isn't yeah, just up in the sky. You know internet. what happened after the Arab Spring, right? Yeah, bad things, right? <laughs> things. But like, let's not like the democratically elected Muslim brotherhood was put into office. Right. I I was in Egypt at the time, and I know a kid who's in the United Nations. His dad was a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. They were democratically elected. They lasted like five or six months, and then the military dictatorship that was existed under Mubarak just kind of came back and just threw all the Muslim Brotherhood in jail. And went back to running the country. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like this spontaneous moment of democracy. And then like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Just right back to square one. Yeah, democracy is fragile. And (laughs) it doesn't mean we shouldn't keep trying. Well, it seems like if it were to exist, it would it could exist in like a, a like a spontaneous autonomous way where it doesn't have to necessarily be a response to an existing set of systems. 
can't exist. I'll admit that it does feel like every time we try it, it just falls apart. We is we're not a democracy. I can't think of a single democracy that actually. Well, exists don't right now. all do, do any democracies work? Aren't all democracies basically just like? I mean, yeah, plutocracy like, seems to work pretty well. What's the definition of plutocracy? Money, money, money rule. Money rule. <laughs> money seems to be ruling quite well. No, democracies aren't. Yeah, it, democracy is very fragile. That's one of the things that I'm quite aware of that we want to kind of work on. So you can buy basically anything in the metaverse with crypto. No. Come on, man. Meta- really? Anything you want to buy? Like any, any. So the metaverse isn't just uh, any, about any, any okay things. any any the uh, online virtual worlds. So the metaverse is also about interconnection. The, the metaverse is about being in like platform independence. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Regardless of individuals' platforms, what I'm saying is like if you want things in uh, an online world, can you purchase a lot of those things with crypto? Of course. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yes. So we're in the physical world, in the or yeah. base reality of yeah, physical yeah. It solves We can't problem. purchase any of this yeah, crypto. Yeah, for sure. But everything in these alternate, I don't even want to say alternative reality because they are realities, just not realities that exist in this, you know, physical dimension. They are realities, though. They're just alternative realities. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe so. there meta, are realities like, that are yeah, all, the alternative. Meta, the metaverse is really kind of maybe the place where we don't, so, we get to thrive, right? We get to actually... So if you wanted an item, if you wanted, I mean, you wouldn't want really water in the metaverse because it's not going to quench your thirst in reality. But for example, if you wanted like a new car, right, that'd be a thing that you were going to drive somewhere or just whatever. Cars are good examples. Yeah, like a new avatar fashion. You could get it with crypto. You could onboard crypto easily. Exactly. And that's a very cool thing for sure. So that gives... A certain appeal to people who are looking for a way out of their base reality. Yeah, and we might end up in uh, that, you know, world where it's uh, Ready Player One. I think that became popular. Can we do it all without goggles, though? Because there's a real roadblock here between the amount of goggles. That's the funny thing about it, right? Like, yeah, people try to, like, bring vr and equate that with the metaverse yes but yeah big time association vr has not moved forward a lot in my lifetime yeah yeah what's up with that yeah like yeah the the human like the physical and digital connection is a difficult problem i guess because like, i remember vr when i was a kid like the at, graphics like, have gotten better though state fairs and stuff and it's kind what? of the same state thing. fairs yeah, what state like, fair did you go to? The virtual reality just state fair? Yeah, the Alaska State Fair. The Alaska yeah. State, really? Yeah, yeah, How they long had ago a VR was that? Set up and they put a headset on and you had like. Well, you know, Alaska's yeah, only like 50 like miles from Russia. Years ago. It's true. You know that, it's right? True. So, you know. Yeah, VR, VR is, uh, yeah, that's not moving forward too well. Yeah. Well, but meta, I mean, isn't a lot of, isn't a lot of, isn't a lot of Web3 but the, why is there that association? Is it just because question. Mark Zuckerberg's speech? Yeah, I don't know why. Basically, I think it's about immersiveness. Like you want to feel like this world is real, right? And you want to try and like live in this verse. Yeah, know? people are really re- ready to make a commitment. Yeah, right. they want to. They want to get involved. I mean, you got to think about it. most people are like 
either really ugly or really poor or just like really fucked up in some way. Right. And they can't be all they really want to be, you know? Yeah. It's hopeful. And, and they um, can be yeah, so what, as much as they can imagine no in a sense. Right. Well, some, I mean, some people probably do, I suppose. I mean, I don't know, dude. I got a crazy good life, dude. I don't know. Cause I'm like, no, not even. No, no, but I can see the appeal. Like I have, I also have really good friends that are like really wealthy and really well traveled, and they love second. Like they're always there. I have friends in ba like Bali. I have like some friends that live in Bali that are like old school programmers back in the day. And they wrote a bunch of code. Now they just like grew a beard and you know play guitar. You know what I'm talking about. You know, don't wear shoes anymore and hang out like in their private villas overlooking. Like great life. Like. But they're in they're there. They're there in second they have a second life. They're there they're there a lot. They're always like, Come on, Aaron, come on in. The water's great. But I I, I, I haven't noticed a huge difference in the graphics between like Oculus one and two and the other the other headset. And I always get dizzy and it just feels like Yeah, it's always the like the like, get, like, the part where you have to interface. Yeah, the interfacing is it's a really hard problem. Yeah. It's weird. Right. Cuz you're like, fuck, it could almost be like you can see where it could be really cool. Like just flying around to little uh, to events and you're like a rainbow unicorn or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. You got like your tail and you're like one <gasps> idea. Yeah. You know what, right? Like or whatever, or the dark angel or yeah. you know, whatever. Like, yeah, it seems cool. And and I'm a perfectly healthy person that's got an amazing life. I make love with beautiful women. I swim in amazing beaches. I'm on a mountaintop in nature with hummingbirds. Like, but, but do you have cat girls? Question. Like literally? Question. Yeah, literally. Do you have cat girls? I don't no, even know don't. what a cat girl is, bro. Well, you need those. And, you know, well, they're in VR only. So Cat girl. You, I feel like I kind of know what that is. Something. And it's probably cat girls. <laughs> Um, it's a VR chat One day thing. I'm gonna discover cat girls. I'm gonna be like, wait a second, I remember that guy. Yeah, me wearing a cat girl shirt now makes it a little bit weirder. It looks a little. <laughs> yeah, that's not no, but it's good for reference. Yeah, it's go. good for that. Looks a little kinky. That looks like sort of like Japan porn. I mean, I got it from uh, yeah the anime convention from somebody in Japan. Dude, you yeah. want to hear something fucked up? There's like girls that are like too young for me, not underage, but too young for me. They're like really like me. And I'm like, yo, like you are tripping. And they're into weird shit that looks like that. Like they have like these bangs and like black, like leathery looking plastic gear. And I'm just like, yo, like I'm old. Like I'm trying to just chill. I'm not trying to get all like, ah, nah. Hey, don't kink shame. No, I'm in a chill, chill kinky, yeah, yeah. Chill, like kiki chill. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, it's called uh, Kink and Chill. <laughs> Let's make a new podcast. <laughs> Kink and Chill? Yeah. <laughs> I've, actually, <laughs> I've actually got one I want to start with my, with my bro. He's super black. I know we want to call it Crackers and Cocoa. <laughs> I'd be like a campfire, like a little fake campfire. No, yeah. No crackers comment. and Cocoa? Yeah. I heard Cracker is now... Yeah. I hate her. That's I, insane. I, I can't, That's as insane. a cracker, 
I can't say cracker. I should be. If black people can say the N word, I should be able to say cracker. Well, so for me, the insane thing is that cracker is not a racist term. No, because you're. No, it's not. Uh, it's not racist because uh, white people cannot be racist. White, uh -oh. white people are in the position of privilege. The definition of racism is abusing differences. But we, we can't, every we, sort we, of every difference between nope. everything and everyone ever, as someone is at some point abused against it. a fucking white person. That's not how it works. Oh, really? Absolutely. I know some people that are pretty racist against white if, people. Listen, if we, I was if smashed we, if we in the head with a glass a ashtray, literally for being white, <laughs> like. I right. asked exactly, exactly. If no, we I find asked. I said, "Why do you hate me?" He right. said, "Cause you're white." I'm making a, a hot statement. You cannot right now be racist against a white person. Maybe I know, this was five years ago, so maybe the conscious evolution of the world has changed. No, and not even but in America. In five years ago, it was like I hate white people. Yeah, I yeah. hate white people is the phrase I believe. And, maybe and I was like, "Uh oh," because I'm white. Honestly, right now, maybe we deserve it. But you know what? We made peace because afterwards I found him. First, I was going to find him and really hurt him. I was upset. I couldn't hurt him in public. Well, I couldn't. No, in public. No, well, in public, I couldn't do anything because he smashed me the ashtray. And I was able to hold him down, but he had his friends. So I had to let everyone go because was, I was surrounded by a bunch of people that didn't speak English, were Chinese, and were looking at me like I was a monster. Yeah, it's, nev it's never okay to use differences for hate. Differences should be celebrated. Well, I found him later on, though, and I was like, look, bro, I am white, yes, and but I'm not hurting you, and you hurt me, and you have blood, and then he was like, oh, like, blood you, blood me, and, like, right. shook my hand and wanted to have a beer. Yeah, he's like, blood brothers. He's like, blood brothers. He's like, blood like, brothers now, you the know? Like, the reason, like, Twitch banning Cracker is hilarious is, like, it's not because so it's like I'm weird. a white person. I should have my racist term that I can say mm -hmm. because black people can say it. It's because this is not inherently a racist term. Cracker? Exactly. Like, it's not a racist. The racism, like, you, you, this difference is not used against me out of any, like, hate. Yeah, like, I don't. It's, it's, I, yeah, not, it's not hurting I, me to call me a cracker. I personally have never right. been offended. I've never been called a cracker in my life. That's to be the honest. real irony. Like, Twitch yeah. is being racist by banning the term cracker. But is the N word banned? Yes, of course, because it's but racist. But can black to people say, say it? It's racist to say the term N-word. Nobody not, can say if, it. If, if it's your culture, you can say it. Yes. But when... Well, yeah, you can't say it on Twitch. But maybe if you're... Yeah, it, they, you can probably... Censorship is weird, though, dude. Censorship is weird, though. Yeah, if it's your culture, you should be able to say it. But not if you're white. Not, How do you... Right. You cannot... That's the racist thing. Like, Twitch but white is, people can say cracker, right? Uh, Well... Everybody can say cracker. All right, fuck it. All That's right. Everybody can say cracker. So when Twitch bans the word cracker, they're being racist. They're they ban the word racist. cracker or cracker, though. Both. Really? You can't say the word cracker? Yeah. I mean, you if can't we say, say cracker, like, I like cheese with crackers. That's even more racist. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the hilarious memes, the counter. Saltine does not sound nearly as satisfying as cracker. <laughs> It's just—it's funny to see the like the ingenuity around like you know people solving systemic racism. Do you think it's solvable through censorship? I think the people solve everything. I think the only problems are people. Do you think it's anything is solved through censorship? Like really? Or so people just need to a, work stuff out. That's a difficult question. 
So yeah, you can look at like Nazi Germany. Um, like oh. the, the Germans are very sensitive about Nazi imagery, right? And that would look like freedom of speech things, but not just the Germans, but yes, Germans as well. Right. And the, and they're they don't yeah right and like in Germany for example these days is like very yeah exactly and and so I feel like as long as you remember why those things are illegal yeah keep those things banned. But if you lose the memory, so then you words might accidentally bring it back. You think the word Nazi should be banned? Nazi imagery, right? Right. Yeah. But we're talking about words. We're talking about speech. We're not talking about imagery. We're talking about right. being able to say a sent write write or speak a sentence. I think without my, fear my, of my opinion on uh, freedom of speech censorship would be like similar to Antifa. It's you know I will only ban freedom of speech if it's infringing on my freedom of speech. Right. What? <laughs> well, right. paradox of tolerance. But right. wouldn't that be infringing on someone else's freedom of speech? That's so you'd point, be right? doing the that's doing the very thing that you yourself would not want done to you. The opposite, right? I'm only that's going, the paradox, right? Well, right, it's the paradox exactly. Like I would only want to ban things if they were going to limit freedom of speech. But exactly, it's it's a paradox because you've then banned freedom. Banning things is yeah. Um, and paradoxes are an interesting problem in the world. And uh, a mathematician at least they're interesting. Say that a paradox isn't an end of a problem. It means that you've not thought about the problem correctly. Which is what's cool about interesting problems, opposed to like uninteresting problems like interesting problems at least people philosophize about and think about and work on and do stuff with boring problems people just want to ignore yeah you know like you know passive poverty you know people just kind of oh fuck yeah. you know it's boring but like interesting interesting problems okay all right all right so thank you yeah, for existing. This was, this was fucking cool. I don't know if you have like a normal time frame for these things, but this is. I don't have a normal day, like a, a day, a specific day. No, I mean for your podcast specifically. Like a time of the day they were released. Maybe that's something you should have told me before we started this, anyway. So six six thirty, usually right. like like six thirty six p.m. Uh, once a week or twice a month, but like, what do you call twice a month? It's not bi monthly. Yeah, bi monthly is every other month, isn't it? Uh yeah, I'm Maybe. I've been experimenting. I'm just a little I'm a little bi-monthly right now. Just if I were to describe myself in a word, it'd be bi-monthly. I don't even know where to find this. You gotta link this. Real thing. talk stories. Okay, okay, real talk stories. Yeah. Show yeah. your stuff. Sure. If you just Google okay, okay, you spell it okay, okay. No, like okay, okay. Like the letter O and then the letter K and then the letter O and then the letter T K. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Real talk stories. Yes. I think if you probably just did okay, okay podcast, that might come up too. But I think you, okay, okay, real talk stories. Yes. And uh, that being said, uh, thank you very much for existing. This is fun. On real talk stories. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is fucking cool. Live from LA. Thank you. Do you want to shout, plug your gallery or anything? Or? I don't even think we've said the name once. Yeah. You, well, you can remain anonymous. You can remain anonymous. Yeah. Some people do. I don't know because we talk about a lot of weird stuff. So sometimes people are. Yeah, I mean, but if, if you, you want to plug it this far, it's 50 50. So half people yeah. like 
say their whatever they want to say to the world. And no, the other the point, no we, this is not an anonymous place. This is a place for the public to come and enjoy an experience. Yeah. So if you're in Los Angeles. Yeah, come to 836 South Los Angeles Street. It's the Sucker Factory. Are you giving away free NFTs? Yeah, sometimes. D how are you going to give away free NFTs? Well, the Po apps, of course. What's that? Yeah, Po apps, like proofs of attendance and those things. Might, like, uh, okay, okay. And, yeah. But not. But anybody that comes by gets a free NFT? <laughs> can't guarantee their value but i can't guarantee like their that. value or that you'll get one but you might <laughs> the gallery's cool though like i took some cool photos here the other day when i was with homegirl mm. she makes really good music videos actually by the way fun fact shout out to homegirl um so yeah i thought it was cool i didn't get i didn't get a free mt and i still liked it enough to come back do a whole like two hour interview yeah i, mean, I was like oh this, this place isn't um about i mean yes come here to proliferate right. You know, come here to, to 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 make money, to to be financially, you know, um, liberated, but also come here to experience art, to be a human. To Are you feel. teaching classes or anything? That's something that we want to do. Yeah, as we expand out, we want to teach about all these things we've talked about. We want to teach about the authenticity of art. We want to teach about self sovereignty. We want to teach about all these things. So there you go. If you want to get put on some knowledge, you can come down see the godfather of Bitcoin at, uh, what was the address? Uh, 836 South Los Angeles Street. There you go. Um, all right, y'all. We'll just, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Was this background music? It's pretty dope. It's, yeah, it's Spotify just going off on its own. Spotify's feeling it? Yeah. That was the, that was the, the sample, sample outro. You guys are about to hear the official, you guys are about to hear the official outro of real talk stories live. From Los Angeles at uh, NFT LA, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Peace and love.